the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yesterday, we looked at prayer and supplication. We continue with that theme next on Times of Refreshing with Napoleon Kaufman. Talking to God, spending time with the Lord, talking to Him about others, and spending time with the Lord, pleading with Him on behalf of others. Prayer and Supplication is the title of our message today. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community. We're in Ephesians chapter 6 today, picking up where we left off yesterday in our look at this marvelous topic. Spending time in prayer and supplication before the Lord is the subject of today's broadcast. Join us and be encouraged. Here now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. Once again, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Luke 18 verse 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men Always. Somebody say always. Always. Come on, look at your neighbor and say always. Always Always ought to pray and not lose heart. Always ought to pray. Whoo, I'm liking this. Always ought to pray and not lose heart. I'm not quitting. I'm not throwing in a towel. I'm not giving up. I'm not backing down. I know this is the will of God. I'm not retreating. I'm not drawing back. This is, Lord, here I am. I'm not losing heart. In fact, I'm going to get even more radical. He said in verse 2, saying that there was a certain city. There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city. And she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. For afterward, he said within himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man. Yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her. Lest by her continual coming, she weary me. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall... And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Prayer and supplication. We got to learn to keep knocking, keep asking, keep seeking. Knock, ask, seek, ask, seek, knock. That you keep going before God. See, what, what some people have taught in the, in the church that, that if you pray one time, people need to read their Bibles. If you pray one time, then you don't need to pray anymore because if you ask again, then you might not be in faith. The devil is a lie. Jesus just told this person right here, 
that you're showing God you have faith when you keep coming back to him and saying, God, come on, bring this through this thing through. Because what we want to do is we want to show God that we're serious about it. He says, cry out day and night. And we're acknowledging that, God, you're the only one that can do it. And I'm going to continue to bring this before you. Well, for us, it's the same thing. It sounds good what they've taught, what people have said. But it's not biblical. Jesus defines what faith is. And he said that this widow coming before this judge continually and wearing him. (laughs) Some of us, we need to start wearing God out. (laughs) Ah, Lord, here I am again. I'm here again, Lord. I know you hear me. I know you hear me. I know you hear me, God. I know you hear me. Here I am again. I'm here at 5 o'clock. I'm here at midnight. I'm here at 6 o'clock. I'm still here. Where are you going, God? I'm on your tail. I want you to know I'm right here, God. I'm pursuing you. Well, this is the mindset that we have to have, saints. It's the heart that we have to have when it comes to prayer. Many people are not persistent. We got to become pit bulls when it comes to prayer. Until we see the manifestation of what God is is looking for in our lives. Amen? And so all of us here have to take this time. Well, he didn't condemn this widow. He's trying to make a point. That God shall avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him. Though he bears long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Are there persistent people that continue to go before God with prayer and supplication? Man, I'm going off. I'm just going to pray. I wanna, I'm highlighting this particular area because I know God is, is moving on me. And, and this is something I want to see God really move. I'm going to bring this before God. You can pray something through in your life. Daniel prayed for 21 days until he saw and got word from God. Consecrated, set himself apart. Went before God, would not relent. And then God sent messengers. And sometimes the delay is a matter of the warfare that's going on over your prayers. Sometimes it's not God trying to teach you something. Sometimes there's just a battle like Apostle Paul was talking about in Ephesians chapter 6. There's a fight going on over your prayers. And God bringing something through in your life. We have to be patient. Continue to bang away and see God fulfill his purpose in our lives. Can I have an amen here? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 14 on down to 18. It says, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly. Comfort the faint-hearted. Uphold the weak. Be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. He says, rejoice always. Look at verse 17. Pray without what? Cease. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray 
without ceasing. This becomes a lifestyle for us to pray, to offer up supplication, intercession, prophetic intercession, communion, just basic prayer. When we come before God, we, we're praying. Pray always that you always have your spirit in a position where God can access you for the sake of communication. Not just for a touch, but that God can speak to you. You're praying always. You're always in a mode of prayer. It becomes a lifestyle of prayer. When you go to the grocery store, you're available to God. When you're in the mall, you're available to God. When you're doing mowing the lawn, you're available to God. That you're praying always. You have your spirit in a position of access for God. You're not closing him out. You're available. And I think this is what happens. It becomes a lifestyle. We pray always. We're always available. And we pray without ceasing. That's what he's talking about. That I'm always in a mode of communion with God. It's a lifestyle. I don't wake. I'm, 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 you know, I'm not in a position where, well, hold on, Lord. I'll, I'll be with you. You, will, you can talk to me later. Some people are like that. After work, God can talk to them. But during work, they're busy. You can be busy on your job and still be available to God. Can I have an amen? And be available to God. We want to pray without ceasing. The furnace should always be simmering and and the coal should be hot on the fire and, and ready for God to access us whenever he wants to access us. Go to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 on down to 12. Because even though we're praying and we're offering offering up supplication, we want to make sure that we position ourselves the right way so that we have a a whole other level of confidence that what we're praying about, God surely will respond to. He'll respond to our prayers. It says here in verse 10. For he who would love life and see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil. And his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are open to their what? Prayer. That word there in the Greek is the same word that is translated supplications. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So I want to position myself the right way. So when I offer up prayer and supplication, I know that the Lord will respond. He says, for he who would love life, And see good days. He says let him refrain his tongue from evil. Our tongue should be not used to pray to God. And ask him all these things. And then we go off and cuss people out. Can I have an amen? I mean we we can talk about prayer. or, Or we come here. Sing songs. And worship God. But then we're lying on somebody. Can I have an amen? Amen. 
That's not what God has given us our tongues for. And we have to be serious. I don't care. Now, let me tell you something. I love y'all. I love y'all. I praise God. I don't care how angry you are. How mad you get. Nothing gives you the right to cuss out your spouse or say something about somebody. To be arguing with people on the job. Now, you may want to leave the church for me saying that, but that's fine. But I'm going to keep on preaching the cross. Amen? Amen. That's about crucifying your flesh. That it doesn't matter. Nothing gives you the right to get in the flesh and respond in an ungodly manner. If you want to love your life and see good days, this is what the scripture says. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil. And do good. Let them seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. God is looking around. Who's righteous? Who's righteous? Who's righteous? His eyes are on those who are living righteous and want righteousness. And his ears are open to their prayers. You can open up God's ear to you by allowing him to shift you in your spirit. And to see Christ formed in your life. That righteousness would prevail in you. But the face of the Lord is against them who do evil. So all of us, we don't want to hinder our prayers from being answered by living a life of a lifestyle of contradiction. We come to church, but yet we're not representing the Lord in our personal life. In, the, in our personal life, all of us have to stop and say, Lord, you're going to answer my prayers. But you know what? I got to, I got to, something's got to shift in me. I'm too sharp with my tongue. I'm going to stay on this just for a moment. Just for a moment. Somebody say, preach it, Pastor. Now, I hope you're not saying it reluctantly. But I'm serious. Our, our mouths should be instruments of blessing, of encouragement, of strength, of wisdom and knowledge, of edification. We're building people up. Out of this Mouth should not spew forth, you know, bitter and sweet water. That's what the Bible says. We should have a vessel that spews forth good things to bless people. And all of us, you know, if we're going to get God to respond, we got, we got to make sure that we're not speaking evil, and lying on people, talking about people. Gossiping and saying things that are ungodly in the sight of God. I'm not saying you don't discuss things. We got to do that. That's, that's common sense. But what I'm saying is all of us have to, we have to think about this. And if your mouth has not been changed, it's because your heart has not been changed. When God changes your heart, then your mouth. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? Speak. It speaks. So God changed my heart. If your wife says something, you shouldn't always be going off the handle. Something's wrong with your heart. If, you're, if you're, your husband says something, you, I'm going to tell you, the devil is a lie. i got this, crucify this Lord in me. Because that could be something that is hindering my prayers. Can I have an amen? La, 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 I can't hear you, can't hear you. La, 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 la. That's what God is saying to some of us. La, 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 I can't hear you. Get it right. 
Can I have an amen? amen? All of us have to do this, but this is what God is looking for. Go to James chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. Look at the promise here. Look at the promise. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer. That word there is also the same word that is used in 1 Thessalonians in first and uh, first Peter is the word supplications, the effective, fervent supplication of a righteous man avails much. The effective, fervent prayer. Think about this: the effective, fervent prayer. Even when it comes to our our prayers, we have to be. This word effective, effective, effective. It is the word that is used for energy. It's got to be some passion in your prayer life. Some energy in your prayer life. That man, when you go forth to pray, it's, it's you know, it, it wells up within you. Fer- effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It causes an effect in the earth. Some people don't understand that when you pray, that you're pouring yourself out before God. So many people are passive in their prayer life. And I'm not saying that we got to be all emotional and charged all the time. But every now and then we need to sit down and really feel the weight of our prayers going before God. And it's got to be effective and fervent before God. He said it avails much. Of a righteous man avails much. So there it is again, righteousness. God hears that kind of prayer and supplication. So we have to stop and think about this as Christians. Am I I fervent when it comes to my prayer life? Every now and then, do I get fired up and excited and and get going for God? My wife will tell you at at home, at home, I'm, I'm, I'm more meditation, silent, you know. I'm not in there screaming against the walls, you know. Anything like that at home. Now, I used to. Didn't I used to do that, honey? I had to pray out the window. I thought I was serenading the Lord. My wife would come in there and and she would shut the window while I was praying. She said, I can hear you on the other side of the house. So I'm just trying to let the Lord know that I'm here. (laughs) The neighbors heard me praying in the Holy Ghost out my window. I've walked down the street, they're looking at me. Is that that guy that's speaking that? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I don't do that all the time, you know. But every now and then, people should see the passion in you, in your prayer life. Come here on Sunday, Saturday morning, and get down and dirty with us. Can I have an amen? We're fervent, passionate. Let's go after God. This avails much. All of us have to. Think this way and believe that our prayers, God hears our prayers. He answers our prayer. He's looking for us to pray. Amen? Amen. And the last thing, go to Philippians chapter 1. Look at this. Verse 1 to 6. Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father, And the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Always. In every prayer of mine. Making request for you. With all joy. 
for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day and to now. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen? He says, I thank my God, verse 3, upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making request for you with all joy. With all joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. Look at this. Until the day of Jesus Christ. You know, I think this is one of the things that we also have to keep in mind as we're offering a prayer, especially when we're offering a prayer, no matter what kind of prayer, all prayer, that prayer has to become a joy for us. He says, I'm doing this with all joy, thinking about the fellowship, thinking about, and I think sometimes we think that prayer is a chore. It's not a chore. It should be a joy. I'm establishing my relationship with God through my prayer. And then God is helping me to pray for other people that have need. And I know that God will bless them. And in fact, I want to consider it a joy to be able to stand in the gap. Prophetic intercession. To commune with God. To do the things that God is asking me to do. Even offer up supplication. Many of us just see it as work. We don't see it as a joy. But for Apostle Paul, when he thought about this church, when he thought about ministry, we thought about what's going on. He says, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy. And God should sense that we're joyful about the opportunity to pray to him and to pray for other people, to offer intercession and to offer up supplication to bless people. Are you joyful about your prayer life? Or is it just a chore for you? Are you happy? Are you, you, are you obliged to come before God and say, Lord, here I am. I just want to bless you. And this, this is exciting to come to prayer. It's exciting to come to 6.30 a.m. prayer on Saturday morning. It's exciting to come before God and pray and to, and to, and to touch somebody else's life. It's exciting to come before God and, and to get rid of all of our anxiousness and say, God, I'm praying. I can't wait till you break this thing through. It's a joy to do this. It should be. But for many people, it's just a chore. What you doing? Oh, I got to go to prayer. <laughs> Man, you excited? Yeah. I got to go. <laughs> got to go. Man, you going to your prayer room? Yeah, I'm going in. You happy? What's God going to do? He might touch you in there. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. (laughs) Sometimes I feel him, sometimes I don't, you know. (laughs) Honey, you excited about going to prayer? Let's go to prayer. Oh, yeah, maybe, you know. I'm hungry, I'm hungry. you (laughs) You know what happens? People don't enjoy their prayer life. Enjoy your prayer life. You're talking to the God of heaven and earth. Who is able to move mountains on your behalf. Who's able to set the captives free. 
who's able to bring deliverance in your life, who's able to restore your marriage, who's able to give you a financial breakthrough, who's able to come through and protect your children, who has angels, untold angels that are on your behalf, who's able to make a way out of no way. This is the God that you serve. We should be running to our prayer closet, running to church, running to the house of God, running to our prayer, our prayer times, saying, God, I thank you that I even have access to you through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen in this place? With our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. From the Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, you're listening to Times of Refreshing. We trust and pray today's program has encouraged you in grace. If you have questions, comments, prayer requests, maybe you'd like to review today's message again on CD, please contact us toll-free at 800-374-9204. That's 800 374 9204. If you're writing to us, you can reach us at Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. As you remember Times of Refreshing and this ministry, would you please remember that we are listener-supported? Simply put, that means we rely on you, our listening family, to continue to help support this broadcast, not just prayerfully, but financially as well. So would you prayerfully consider how you might get involved with the ministry as we continue to minister the gospel of Christ here on this, your station? We would greatly appreciate it. Reach us again at 800-374-9204 or write to us at Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You can also find more information online at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.